My name is Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, and this might be one of the biggest, best announcements I've ever made. Are you ready? We are excited to announce that RevWell TV, our online library of on-demand faith-based workouts is now completely free. That's right, RevWell TV is now free. At Revelation Wellness, it's our vision to use fitness and wellness as a tool to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. Now anyone with internet access can experience the life-changing message of hope you'll find in all of our workouts. You might be thinking to yourself, okay, this seems too good to be true. What's the catch? What do I really have to do to get free access to RevWell TV? Well, friends, I'm here to tell you there's no catch. Because of the continued generosity of our donors who invest in the mission of Revelation Wellness, we're able to offer these workouts completely free with absolutely no strings attached. So before I go any further, allow me to give a great big shout out and thank you to our donors who are making this gift possible. Now, anyone, anywhere around the world at any time can hear the gospel and encounter the goodness of God while moving their good bodies. This is good news. If you're new to RevWell TV, let me tell you just how incredible it is. It's an online, on-demand workout library of hundreds of faith-based workouts for all fitness ability levels. And all of it will point you back to the heart of God. There are lots of places online where you can stream a fitness class, but every time you press play on a RevWell TV workout, you'll experience something you can't just get anywhere else, a message of freedom. We're not interested in skinny and ripped. We want you healthy, whole, and free. Sign up right now for your absolutely free RevWell TV membership and go ahead and share this news with all your friends, your family, your church, and anyone who could use some hope-filled training for their whole self. We hope this program is a blessing to you as you take the time to invest in yourself and train with us to love God, get healthy, be whole, and love others. Peace. Oh my gosh, look at how loud we just were. We just blew out everyone's ears. Okay, if you have been following us and you get emails from us, you have heard that RevWell TV, epic history-making move, is now completely free. What? I'm standing here with Sophia. I said, Sophia, come celebrate this with me. You guys, never ever before in the history of faith-based workouts, high quality videos, movements. You can actually move with me and all my other friends face-to-face, -face, restorative care, all the things you can think about, teachings, education. It's all back in RevWell TV. So I asked Sophia, Sophia, what do you think this means for the kingdom? And I initially said, well, <laughs> what this means is that Revelation Wellness might lose go money. broke. <laughs> she, she said Revelation Wellness is gonna go broke, and I said it's worth it. Yeah, because yeah. God's because word. It's bringing. I mean, everyone should have God's word for free. You know, Amen. like that's just a basic. It should be part of just a natural human right that right. everyone should be able to hear from God and create a relationship with God for free. And this is a great way to do that. Yeah, and people will get to move their bodies. And as you know, we're trying to say there are some things in people's minds they cannot access 
unless they move their body. So we're gonna get to do that. Thank you to all our donors who you have kept us from going broke and not only kept us from going broke, you truly have made this available to everyone around the world at any time. So if you are not a subscriber, a user, I don't even know if called subscriber, if you are not using RevWell TV because you never signed up, there was a cost in the past, you're like, eh, I'm doing other things, I have all these, you know, there's a lot of streaming choices out there, but faith-based, Christ-centered, holistic teaching, training, and it goes beyond just the workouts, RevWell TV is now available to you. So here's what you got to do. You swipe up here on the show notes. There is a link. Go over. All you got to do is give us your email so that you can get back into the hundreds and hundreds of workouts that we have available to you. All abilities are back there, all fitness abilities, and every workout will point you to the heart of God. And again, I say this is only possible because of our donors who have been partnering with us. Some of you have been partnering for 10 years, since 2011. I never could imagine we'd be here now being able to say, you know what, let's just give it away. God has been extravagantly good in other places for us, so let's just give this away. There's no barrier to entrance. And like Sophia said, it just should be a basic human right <laughs> that everyone can hear the gospel at no cost. And we know the podcast does that. We know we have other places that we have been doing it. But Revwell TV has been behind a paywall for this much time. And now we're like, let's take it down. Tear down that wall and let everyone come and experience good news, even if they're not feeling good in their bodies, right? Because good news sometimes, or bad news sometimes, gets stuck in good bodies. And that's what we get to do together as we do RevWell TV. So swipe up, get us, give us your email, and um, that's it. We'll get going. We have monthly calendars that will come out to you. And by the way, the videos are now in our state-of-the-art production studio. Like, we didn't pull back. We actually invested more into these videos. So that if you were to look at our videos and maybe another main fitness uh, online streaming service that comes to mind, if you were to turn the volume off on both of them, look at them, you would go, those are quality workouts. They look no different. Let me now turn the volume up. And that's where we know things get different for us because every Rev Well workout is going to be based on the Word of God because heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God endures. We want to build people up for kingdom's sake. So thank you to everyone. This is a big deal. I just turned 50. <laughs> I just turned 50. And this feels like God's way of giving a big, huge gift and present to the world to celebrate um, that we get to do this. So thank you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Here is a teaching that I did about why exercise matters. Why move? So this will help kind of go... Why should I do Revol TV? Why should I do the podcast? And again, there's various ways to move your body. So thank you for letting us do that with you. We consider it an honor. We know it's not the easiest thing to do, but it is good, better, and best to keep moving ourselves towards the heart of God. All right, you guys have a great day. We'll talk soon. Tell a friend, share it with everyone. It's free. Peace. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, where we use all things fitness, wellness, talking about your body, what you think about your body, what you think about what you should eat, all those things, all that conversation that's happening in the world today. We want to talk about that and we want to look to the greater thing that is to preach the gospel.
Here's the thing about the gospel. It's not that complicated. You know what it means? Good news. And here's how you know you've encountered good news. Because you've lived through some bad news. Amen. You have lived through some challenging things. You were made for hard things. But if we don't figure out a way through that is one of grace and kindness and love and joy and peace, we actually will become hard people. And that is my story. Fitness was my way of dealing with my hard heart or my hurt heart or my disappointments or things that didn't go my way. And so we know how to take fitness and try to use it and food and control it. Or some of us have tried and failed. And so we think, you know what? It's not for us. So we're entering into the conversation that says, bring both of those sides to the table. Whether you obsess over your body or neglect your body, whatever you're prone to do regarding your physical experience inside a physical body, let's talk about it. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about this, why exercise matters and it is more, it's not about the shape of your thighs or your belly. I'm going to inspire you, I hope, and motivate you to um, move your body. And now here's the thing. I was on a podcast the other day with my friend Alyssa and she asked this question and I was like, oh, I really hope that was clear. She said to me, because she knows my heart is for everyone to understand that your, your body is good. If we can move that body, we can unlock some lies we believe, things that we don't even have words for that are inside us as we move our body. If that's our intention, because what we look for, we find. Or we can just move our body and try to not think about what we're thinking about. So mindful movement can renew our mind and neuroplasticity. And she said to me, Elisa, do you think it's possible for people to be healthy or heal without moving their body. And I had to sit with that and I said, yes, of course, of course, because there are people in this world who cannot move their body, but they have a mind that is thinking. They have a mind that is thinking and the mind is always creating or building something. Our bodies are just the extension of that. So it is absolutely possible to have a body that feels hurt and broken, but a mind that is powerful and renewed. That's why you see people who have come through great adversity with their bodies or something happened, they've lost legs or limbs. And I mean, my friend Nick, Nick Volchek, Volchek, I can never say his last name, um, has no arms, no legs, one little foot that he calls his chicken leg, and he preaches the gospel with his heart. He's the kindest, most loving man. I actually lived in his neighborhood in my old town in uh, when I lived in California. The nicest guy. Now, does he struggle? Does he have some depressing days? Absolutely, sure. Can't hug his children the way he would like to, but he can be hugged, and actually he loves to be hugged. If you ever come upon him, he just wants a hug. Is he living a well life? Yes. Is he healthy in his mind? Yes. Is his body what it could, what it should be? No. Um, until he sees Jesus. And for some people, healing can happen when they move. Bones that were stuck and hurt can heal. Movement has a way of doing its work. So it is possible. I'm not saying that you, everyone who ever wants to be well has to move. But for those of you who want to move... Let's have this conversation. So let me ask you, yes, Nick is awesome. Let me ask you this question. Let's have a little, little Mama Keats chat time. Um, how, am I preaching to the choir? How many people here, how about if you struggle to have the motivation to move your body? Put it in the chat, say, I struggle. If you struggle, let, it, let me know. Like It just doesn't come easy for me. 
which first of all, I want to say, I don't think it comes easy for anyone. I really don't. I really don't. Today, I did not want to move my body. I was writing. I just wanted to keep writing and do my mental work, the mental movement of my body, of my mind. But I also know, you know what? I need to take a break. I need to just move so that I am changing my state from sitting here on this computer working in focus, which has its advantage. But we know the studies of the brain show after 50 minutes, five zero minutes of any focused work, your productivity starts to go down. It starts to decline. Your body, yes, you were made to focus, but there is also a return of you have to invest in other areas so that you can come back and focus again. This is why school classes generally don't last in grade school longer than 45, 50 minutes. Um, college, you might get an hour and a half, maybe two hours. That's a big push. But we, we were meant to change our states of being and get up and move. It's not always easy for me. I want you to know that. I'd rather not. I mean, I'd like to just stay in my robe. So, but for some of us, we have figured out, not even figured out, we know that our brains, the payoff that we get, what happens, how we feel afterwards has so much stronger that that's what makes something a habit. Can I first say that to you? What makes something a habit? It's because you have pushed through the resistance of doing, not wanting to do it, you're just doing it to then get the payoff. You guys, that is faith. I don't do faith because I feel like it. I do it because this book tells me, and we all need something to direct our heart. We need a God. We need it. And if you don't think you have one, then you are your own God and you're a terrible God to yourself. So God's word tells me which way to go. And I have to remain faithful. I have to do the thing I don't want to do. Be strong and be courageous. Do the work um, that my flesh is opposed to my spirit. My spirit is opposed to the flesh. That life according to the spirit is life and peace. But according to my flesh, it's death. So I, I cannot trust myself. Do you see the, the scriptures tell me you cannot do that. You've got to do what you know to do. Not because it earns you something but because it's how you were made. It's like part of your design. To not do it would be to atrophy in a part of us. And in the life we live right now, moving our body is so important because we are quite sedentary. We were never made to be this sedentary. We were never made to have this much convenience. You don't have, find places in the Bible where Jesus is doing push-ups or burpees or saying, hey guys, let's go for a 5K walk. <laughs> they don't. Why? Because in that time, it was just given. Your, you living was active, living, maintaining fire, food. It was physical. You did not see obesity and um, an epidemic of weight, too much weight, because there was none. The, you, it was actually in the antiquated times to be overweight was seen as a sign of prosperity because you had money, you had comfort, you had resources, right? Now look at us today. And I'm not here, I'm not shaming in Jesus name. I'm just saying, can we be aware of how we really want to be comfortable? And it's the discomfort we need that then gives us the change in behavior for the payoff. We want the payoff. We do it for the payoff. I don't do the, the workout for the workout. I know it will feel better 
And as I'm doing it, five, 10 minutes into it, I'm so glad I did. Isn't that true? It's so true. Okay, so here's why exercise is more effective for the shape of your brain than the shape of your thighs. Exercise and neuroplasticity go together. So I back it up for everyone who said, I struggle, I struggle. Okay, totally. Wanna, uh, yeah, we, we all have places. How about this? If it's not fitness you struggle with, what are you struggling with? Where's the resistance in your life? Is it in your finances? Is it in your marriage? Is it in your coworkers? Where is it in your place there is some struggle? Because this is the good news. That's actually there for you. In this world, you will have trouble. Take heart. How do we take heart? When the word, like when we think take heart, it's like gather up yourself, become whole, be and remain a whole person and make that next best decision. Yes, everyone share this, hit share. Let's take back some territory in the Facebook community and Facebook world. This is a message people need to know because it really isn't about the food, the fitness, changing the shape of your body. Exercise is more about changing the shape of your brain. It's called neuroplasticity. However you feel about whatever the thing is, your marriage, your money, your body, whatever thing you feel <clears throat> and stuck about, you can rewire and change your brain and neuro and exercise is a huge component of that. It's not the only way. You can rewire your brain through journaling. You can rewire your brain through uh, cognitive therapy, talk therapy, all these things. But often I'm trying to take back fitness because it has spent so many decades in body beauty, in diet culture, in control, weight watchers. I don't want to watch my weight. That's, I'm just going to watch what the Lord is doing. He'll take care of my weight. If I am so busy with my eyes on and watching what God is up to and following that, I will not have to worry about my weight. You won't have to worry about your weight. People that worry about their weight, you don't worry. It's the worship of the wrong God. That's all it is. You worry about your weight. You worry about this. Why Jesus says, don't worry about things. Worry has everything to do with worshiping and giving affection, attention, and time to the wrong God. The God of self, the God of money, the God of whatever which that is just the territory of Satan who is against your good design. He crawled up in the garden and confused you, got you to distract you and think otherwise. And now he just is happy if you'll serve many gods, but God. So when we move our bodies, when we exercise, neuroplasticity, changing the shape, the architecture of our brain begins to happen. Why? Because of blood flow. You got, I don't, there's very few, by the way, this is often why addicts like drugs of some kind, they get this increased rush of dopamine flow to the, to the brain. It rushes the brain. It's a, it's a false high. And here's the other crazy thing. You want to know about, you know, you've heard about runner's high. People talk about, yeah, I feel better. We used to call that endorphins. Oh, the endorphins get released. Check this out. Endorphins is actually a name for the the neurotransmitter, the chemical that gets released in your brain that is actually endocannabinoids, endocannabinoids. What is endorphins is actually a substance called endocannabinoids. Say it with me, endocannabinoids. Now, 
Did anyone notice there's a word cannabinoids, cannab cannabis? <laughs> it's like literally the effects that marijuana have on people. It's why we see marijuana uh, prescriptions and drugs because it helps people to feel better. Endocannabinoids. So it's the same effect. It changes and gets blood into your brain. You're bringing in a substance into your brain that helps you to feel better. God created you for this type of, hey, we don't have to stay stuck. Use what you've got. Take heart. Gather yourself up. Breathe. Get into your body. And remember the love of God. Because here's the great thing. When you remember the love of God, you will want to motivate and go. You'll, you'll be like, I got, I got to do something with this. You will be like the woman in John 4 who meets with Jesus at the well, hears everything she has ever done and goes, oh my gosh, I'm going to go tell everyone. I'm going to tell everyone. He didn't shame her. He didn't condemn her. He just said, I'm here to give you living water. That is what we do when we come to our side. We take heart. Remember who God is. That motivates us to go, I got to move. I got to move. I can't stay stuck here. So our brains can change more than the shape of your thighs. Tomorrow, whoever, tonight, I want you to get up and go for a walk. Why? Not because you're trying to get your thighs to stop touching or your belly to stop jiggling or to work off the food you had. Who cares? Put secondary. Move it all to the side. You walk or you go because you've got to get back into your temple. You're going to come back to the place of worship, not the thing of worship, the place of worship. With the intention of God, renew my mind. If you aren't following our podcast, go be a subscriber of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. All of our revving the words are like, let's go for a walk. Let's move our body and let's hear truth and let's change the shape of our brains. Because if we change the shape of our brains, I love you guys are tagging all your friends. Tag away. If we change the shape of our brains, then the shape of our body will not be a violation. You change this, how you think about food, how you think about sugar, how you think about alcohol, you remove the addiction to the substance by saying, you know what? I see that now as something that is stealing life from me. It's not feeding my purpose of moving out in love. That reframes something. And now you have a base to build on, a sturdy foundation. There was a study done on rats where they um, put them in an environment where just a normal cage was actually called an impoverished environment. And then rats where they put them in something called, they called it the Disney world of, of, of a rat cage or rat environment. In there, they put balls, running wheels, ladders to climb. It was just all types of stimulation for the rats to be moving. The other environment, nothing. There's nothing there for the rats. Impoverished. And then the Disney World rats. What they found is the rats who had the Disneyland rat experience, they were climbing, engaging, moving their bodies. Their brains were physically larger than those who were in the impoverished environment. Your brain is constantly responding to the way you interact with the world. The more diverse and complicated your interactions, the more neural connections your brain will make. Do you get it? You were made for the tension. You were made for the resistance. Don't despise, you know, it says, and is it Isaiah or someone tell me where it is, don't despise the small things. Can't remember what prophet said that. 
don't despise the resistance. Don't despise. It's actually the very the reason you, the thing that goes, you don't want to work out. That's terrible. Nobody wants to get uncomfortable. Oh, wait a minute. This is actually the launching pad for change. Okay. I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> Whatever it is we're going to do, your brain is constantly responding to the way you interact with the world. So bigger brains, basically get active and build your brain, build the size, big brains. You never want, let's get really big brains. Don't worry about the big butt, get a big brain and then you'll get a big butt God. And then you'll not even care about the size of your actual butt anymore. Build your brain. When we exercise, you increase mood, motivation, focus, and memory. Mood, motivate. Tell me something else. Someone put in the chat something else you do in life that can do all four of those things. Increase your mood, increase your motivation, increase your focus, and increase your memory. Maybe, you know what? I would say when you're doing the thing you love to do, when you're doing the thing you love to do, for some of you, it's gardening. For some of you, it's painting. Um, it's an ING of some kind. Some of you, maybe it's reading. I don't know, but it increases your mood. You're happier. Motivation. You want to do more of it. You're inspired to do that or multiply it. It keeps you focused on something and you want to, it, it, it helps you to remember. Yeah, time in God's word. That is a good, absolutely. But again, I say to you, God's word is meant to be put into action. We are not dying for lack of God's word. We got lots of God's word. I got five different translations, nine different Bibles, apps, memorizing app. Listen, that's all great. And yeah, it might feel like, oh, this is my happy place. But if you're not doing something with it, I need a, I need a, a gong. It's just noise. It's just clanging. You got to be doing something with it. Disciple somebody. Lead somebody. Go, go preach. Do something where you're having to get nervous and afraid and you've got to face some agitation. Listen, to just sit and be comfortable in our little blanket and going, oh, my mood is better. I'm motivated. I have focus. I have memory here. But it's not doing anything for to help anyone else. Waste it. Fat Christianity. Lazy. I just feed myself. I need to feed myself again. Just got to eat. Got to eat more word. Mm. We need to spend ourselves more. And then that will require us to have good rest. So we get up the next day and do it all over again. Honestly, I move my body so that I am really reminded of who I am and what I'm made for, grateful for my breath. It gives me gratitude. I'm thinking of the things that the fact that I can move and it sets my state of being for the rest of the day. When you exercise, three neurotransmitters fire off in your brain that won't other, like you, you don't get together like when you're with exercise. And now what is a neurotransmitter? A neurotransmitter is like a chemical that helps you have these things called synapses and there's a gap. So kind of like a thought to another completion of the thought. Think of it, you've seen it. It looks like a little, um, what does it look like? Like a root, right? Or a twig. There's a little space, a little gap. And that's where synapses fire. It's like this 
It jumps the shark. It gets you over so that you can have the thought. And that little gap is where neurotransmitters, they help communicate whatever it is you're thinking and moving it into an action or thinking and moving it into a bigger thought. Neurotransmitters. Your three neurotransmitters that happen that, that begin to multiply when you're moving your body, dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. Dopamine. You've heard of that before. Dopamine. It's that um, I crave good. It's I crave good. I want the reward of good. That's why people generally do drugs because they get that dopamine release or even sugar. Sugar has a dopamine release. And so you crave dopamine craves more of it and then enjoys the payoff of it. But it's a negative spiral because the more you eat it, the more you have to have it. And by the way, this is why exercise can become addicting too, because people go, oh, I dopamine, I feel better when I exercise and they think they have to do more of it. And then what do we have? Uh, basically injury, um, sickness, anemia, um, loss of hair, teeth, like it just starts, it's too much. But when you exercise, dopamine gets released, it's your motivation. You get more motivation to release. Serotonin gets released, which I like to think of serotonin as your all is well chemical. Serotonin is, ha, ah, it is well with my soul. And then norepinephrine is your ability to focus and go do something. That's why we work out because now, okay, I'm focused. I've got this neurotransmitter in my body that's telling me you were made for this today. Go do this. Be focused. So when we exercise, three things are happening. One, you're craving good. You want good. That's dopamine. And so you want more of it. First, you have to do it though. Then you get the dopamine release. Then you get serotonin, which you're like, I feel good. I feel good. This is pretty good. And then the third is, I want to do good. Can I get an amen? That's why, that's why you go, I'm glad I did it. I want to do that again. It will not, for those of you that struggle, it's going to take some time to get to where you're like, I want to do that again. You have to give, this is where habit building comes in. About 63 days of thinking differently about exercise and doing a little something differently each day. That doesn't mean you have to work out every day. I'm a big proponent of six days a week. Take a day off of rest. You can even take two days off of rest. Don't, don't kill yourself. But even on the days you're resting, you're thinking of your body more as I'm building my brain. I am wanting good. I feel good. I do good. This is what my body is for. And then after you do, then you will get to the point like someone like me where it's like, it's still a struggle, but the payoff is real. And to not have it um, generally is gonna backfire. I don't feel as, as great or as clear, focused, energetic, and ready for the day. Again, ancient times, they were just moving about their life. They had dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine firing off a lot because they're chopping wood, making dinner, planting gardens, hiking to the well. Like, it's just like the day was filled with lots of dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. Lots of healthy neurotransmitters were available because they were connected to the earth around them. Now we're more disconnected to our environment, our earth, because of resources and comfort. And so we wonder why we don't feel... We, we have to create environments to stimulate ourselves to get back to what we were created for. 
When we exercise, brain-derived neurotrophic factor shows up. That means learning and memory increases. You're learning, your ability to learn something and your ability to remember something increases. That also has to do with your hippocampus. You all have heard me talk about the hippocampus. This part of your limbic brain, your fight, flight, freeze area of your brain has something called the hippocampus. When you exercise the hippocampus, one of two places that pumps out new brain cells gets to work and starts pushing out, escorting out new brain cells. The hippocampus is responsible for memory and learning. You'll remember things sharper. You'll learn things when you're moving your body and your hippocampus is going off. You actually are a sharper learner in that time. It's true. And if you just sit down and learn, you can still sit down and learn, but movement in that active time, you actually are a really good teacher. I, I totally believe like this way. I think Jesus did so much walking and talking with his disciples. You guys, they, you see it in the gospels. They're moving from Capernaum to over to um, Corinth to like all around like Samaria. They're moving Galilee, Jerusalem. They're walking. They didn't, you don't read in the Bible that he just sat up camp and everyone came to him. He went about his father's business. So that daily just walking, talking, that's just good stuff right there. We need to get back to that. All right, so exercise, how much should you do it? What does it look like? Well, I told you, six days a week, no more than six days. If you're not doing anything, try for three days a week. But I would say if you're not doing anything, could you think about every day finding some purposeful, I'm going to go for a walk. I mean, that's not my summer's coming. Most of us have really nice weather. You have to schedule this in. It's like what Dave Ramsey says about your money. If you don't know where your money is going to go, you won't know where it went. If you don't know where your time goes, you won't know it went. And you will continue to say, I don't have time. Mm -mm. That's not true. You have time. Where are you spending it? You just have to figure out. It's not asking for much. So 30 minutes three to four times a week of aerobic exercise, meaning steady state, that's a good place to start to begin to change your brain. Change your brain. Change your brain. That's all. I don't care, I'm, I don't care about your, th your thighs. Your, I mean, I do care. I don't want to be flippant. I understand. I understand how distracting it can be. I can understand that the world has told you what exercise is for and why you should do it, mm -mm. Well, I'm here to tell you, let's, let's throw that all aside. We need to get back into our bodies, which means we got to bring this thing back online fully. Three to four days a week, 30 minutes, and, and, and some of you go, I can't do that. Okay, what can you do? 10 minutes? What can you do? But I also know this, people tend to say, oh, if I can't do 10 minutes, it's not worth it. It's like there's an excuse for everything. And here's, here's the truth. That is, that is just your limbic brain firing off. This is your old self. All the things that you've done to live a, a protective and safe life, you got to come up higher to the prefrontal medial cortex right up here where you reason. God's word takes you here takes you from out of here, living in fear and all the things you did to get by and survive in your life, takes you up higher to where you are reasoning about what am I really made for? What is going right in my life? What can I be thankful for? What can I give God praise for? That's worship. When you start to shift it, 
You will find your mind, those strongholds start to lose their ground and you're recreating and restructuring your brain. Exercise increases the size of your brain. Prefrontal medial cortex and that hippocampus firing off some new brain cells. Any questions, everyone? Remember, when you exercise, you're thinking, I want good, I feel good, I do good. I am good. You are good. All right. Questions. I'll avail myself. Any questions you have about whatever, habit forming. I know I could do a whole thing on habits. That's a whole nother thing. Here's a spoiler alert on habits. There are ways to make them a little easier, but there is no way around. Embrace the suck and do your work. <laughs> Starting a new habit is awkward. It always feels awkward. It won't feel comfortable. It won't. It just won't. And that's where you go, great. This is where the power of Christ rests in me. I don't like this. I feel weak. I feel like I don't want to do it. That's where the power of Christ rests on you. Philippians, second, uh, Philippians 2, 9, I believe it is. You need to be able to find, yeah, I'm weak here. And that's where grace shows up. I take two 15-minute breaks and work out with coworkers. That's amazing, Tammy. If I was in an office situation, Sitch, I would absolutely be like, I would be the crazy woman in her cubicle doing something for 10, 15 minutes, little spurts, little spurts. Yeah. Yes, embrace the suck. I'm doing a shirt. We are doing a shirt. Embrace the suck. Do your work. Embrace the suck. Do your work. <laughs> it's in embracing the suck. You will have trouble. Take heart. Do your work. How does the way we think affect how our brain and body react to the workout? Well, that's a great question. Well, I can't know specifically because that would have to be something. I haven't read a study on that. Here's the, there's not a lot of studies done on exercise and like beliefs because it's too, mm, they just measure parts of the brain a lot and go, oh, look, the um, uh, parietal lobe lights up here. They just kind of, science generally does that. They won't do a lot of studies that kind of say, how do you feel? Because it's too loose. Um, how does the way we think affect how our brain and body react to the workout? Well, I know this much. What you think you create. What you're aware of, you get more of. So if you go through the workout thinking how miserable it is or how miserable your day was or how angry you are at a person, um, I will say that like, it just will perpetuate itself. But if you go into your workout like, God, I'm going to confess before you everything that's going on with me. You turn your gaze to God and you are honest about whatever it is that's going on, that's what revving, that's what this ministry does. We're not trying to ignore that life is tough. What are you going to do with it? You got to take it to the God who says, give me your ashes, I'll give you beauty. Give me your shame, I'll give you joy. So that is the way you think, is your mindset will absolutely affect if the workout is joyful or beneficial. And that's why people love our revving the words because we don't let you do a workout. And by the way, 24 free RevWell TV workouts right up there. They go, oh my gosh, it's so, it's no different, but then it's totally different. 
because you're not focusing on the smaller things. Yes, on the shirt. Thank you so much. Wish you were close and get up and join you. I have been trying to go around. Uh, me here. Oh, yes, Dr. Jana. We pray for you in Jesus' name, Salwa, that you would find what it is the Lord would have you to, to um, be involved in right now. Tag. That's fun. Playing tag. How fun. How long for exercise not to suck? I quit for three years and now I have to get back. The suck is so bad right now. Yeah, Preston, it's true. Again, you cannot take your cues from your feelings. You just can't. May your feelings be, you have to be able to observe your feelings. Like, oh yeah, I don't want to do this. And then that's where you get to step in. That's where faith, sure of what we hope for, certain of what we don't see or feel right now. But generally, um, it is a consistency. And what we know from neuroscience is for something to become a habit or to begin to form the new habit, um, for, to, for a new habit to plant itself 21 days and for it to actually become like it's normal. And you're now on the other side where you're like, oh, I'm, that's what I do. I just take care of my mental health and my emotional health and help get this body moving and benefits 64 days. So hang in there. All have to, this is why community matters. I tell you, community, find someone else, join our Revelation Wellness community and find someone else to be like, hey, I need a partner, our couch to 5K, fantastic plan. Because it's a program each day, you know what you're doing. It literally starts with 10 minutes your first day. I think you do a 10-minute, um, 8-minute. I don't even think you run the first day. I can't remember. It's a 1-minute run and like 9 minutes of walking. It's little increments. That helps to have something that's keeping you accountable as far as a calendar and then also um, people that are doing it with you. Also, the brain loves to check things off. So make yourself a calendar. Check it up. Put a sticker down, whatever it is. Do you recommend a, do you recommend a practical habit fighting pride and mindset of releasing my former beliefs? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. I recommend if you are not a person, who, and most people, oh, you're a recovering obsessor. This is going to be hard for you. Get ready. This is going to be embracing suck. You have to... Work on some stillness. Just being still. Being still, it so rubs our pride because we want to be doing something. We think it's a waste of time. Psalm 46.10 says to be still and know. And you cannot know yourself or the God who created you. You have, you were, the stillness is really important. I know I came here today to talk about movement, but honestly, movement comes from a rootedness of stillness. Um, try our Be Still and Be Loved podcasts or any type of meditation or headspace podcast. I, we love ours because it's all biblical meditation, which heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God never will. So why not meditate, get the word of God in you? Um, and that will slay, it'll slay your pride. If anything, it helps you to become an observer of your pride. What stillness does is helps you to become objective. We are not very objective people. We're quick to judgment. We're quick to rush. We're quick to make a decision. We're quick about everything. So that's why stillness is so hard for us, but that is what your brain needs. There's numerous studies about 
stillness and meditation and how it changes clearly it lowers stress can lower blood pressure but it also increases learning and memory and focus back to what exercise does too but it's stillness um so that is a, a practical habit yeah you have to in order to release something you have to be able to observe it and be like wow that doesn't serve me anymore you have to take it off like a layer of skin like shed some skin and go that doesn't that's not who i am anymore you have to acknowledge that you are prone to do that i have my places but that that is just a walk of humility and i think stillness in meditation is a, also an act of humility cuz we just want to do what we want to do and make things happen okay i have arthritis in my knee and have lots of pain um i'm going to pray for you gina before we hang up I have and lots of pain. What can I do? Start slow and move. Well, first of all, I too empathize osteoarthritis, have some of that that comes and goes. Actually, I had a little bit of treatment for that done that really was helpful. Um, I can tell you that offline because uh, I don't want to get into that whole conversation. <laughs> but um, I will tell you that anything in water is fantastic. If you even have to, if the knees are so bad, can do you have access to any equipment or any a gym of any kind where you can do elliptical or recumbent bike or something where it takes weight off of your knees? Um, I feel adamant about it. it doesn't have to be complicated movement. It really, really doesn't. It doesn't have to be a run. It doesn't have to be a lengthy walk. But I would say start slow. So little bits of movement, 10 minutes a day. And for arthritis, there are, check out and Google different, um, like collagens can be helpful and as well as stretching and foam rolling. You have to be kind to you. You have to be kind to you. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. You guys are so good. All right. I think we got most of them. You guys are so good. How best to heal from past athletic trauma? I loathe moving my body now because of pain. Wow, again, I'm going to say it. Oh, gosh. Danielle and other person talked about getting out of those obsessive mindsets. <laughs> I feel like a broken record, and I feel like, can I just get everyone on this? Ten minutes a day. Stillness. Stillness and use our, use our be stills. Um, and some of this, if you have a really trauma, like some of it, again, it's not the only way. Journaling. Um, I'm going to come back here and talk about Jesus journaling at some point. I use it all the time and it is therapeutic. I don't have to go to the therapist to do it because the wonderful counselor shows up, bang, zoom, I know what to do. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but uh, there's definitely layers of how different ways um, to heal from trauma. But being able to be still and turn on your parasympathetic nervous system. Everybody take a deep breath. Now you've noticed I've been talking, that silence and the breath, it literally shifts you into a rest and digest place, which that's where healing begins. Healing is a, it starts from a rest, be well-fed, be cared for. Okay, let's build again. Not in a, what can I do now? What am I going to do next? It's just getting into yourself again. Rebuilding. 
You have to rebuild and associate yourself with a new mindset, thinking of who you want to be as a person given a body. So good. And honestly, my next book is working on a lot of this. So stay tuned. It'll be out in like two years. All right. I've got to go, you guys. These are great questions. I think now that I've, oh, you guys, so good. Let's pray. Yeah, so true. Rachel says, yeah, with the sugar fast, we had daily be stills. Um, and they, they change your brain. I know that. I'm going to come back and do a whole thing on stillness. Talked about why movement is not about the shape of your thighs or the shape of your brain. I'm going to tell you why stillness is really the component, the, the other part of the, 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 the gas brake pedal for rebuilding your brain that you need. And it's cheap and it doesn't hurt. It just makes us anxious, which is the point because Jesus is like, don't be anxious. We like to just cover. I'm not anxious. I'm not anxious. I'm not anxious at all. Well, let's sit down and quiet and see what happens. You're, you're totally anxious. You have to train your brain for that. So, Jesus, thank you for this time. Right now, God, we extend um, a hand of mercy to our friend Gina, whose knees hurt, or all the body parts that hurt, God, all the body parts. So we see them all, Lord. We see them all. It would line up to be touched by you. Would you come, God, and help touch, heal? Knees be strong, backs be straight, skin be clear breath be full in the name of Jesus against all the ailments that would come that we partner with God in any way we have partnered with our illness have, have done things to continue to perpetuate pain in ourselves we repent Jesus would you bring healing and awareness would you bring a new day would you bring your presence here that even if our bodies do fail us you are the God who never fails we love you and we thank you. Bring health, healing, wholeness into the homes. Bring revival into your land, into the people of your, your people today. And may we be shining bright like lights, like stars in the sky. In Jesus' name, amen.